0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to it. This is another episode of Wired In. I'm your host Blake Johnson, alongside my co-host Spencer Coles. Spencer, how you doing?
1: Not too bad, man. How's uh, how's it been going up where you're at?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. It's it's gotten colder as it has been for a while, but been adjusting to that. And uh, be taking a trip down to Florida in a couple days to attend a it's like a conference for the for the college that I work for and, uh, going through a re um, reaffirmation process with a regional accreditor. So they've got a bunch of different workshops and such, um, oh, nice. right on. to attend. And it's I've basically it's
1: nice. And, uh, I've heard it's nice and sunny.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty nice right now. It's, <laughs> there's about a, I don't know, 80 to 90 degree difference between there and here. So
1: well, you know, give or take.
0: Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, it's been uh, kind of enjoying time here, and I just got the new um, Super Mario game that came out for the Switch, the 3D World. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's it's I think it's basically a combination of two games. It's the 3D World, and then there's like Bowser's Fury that's attached oh, to it. okay, interesting. Yeah, but it's it, it's very much like a Super Mario Brothers style, but it's 3D, so you get to move around like the lines that go from one (laughs) world to the next, but you can move around the map. You don't have to stick to those lines. And it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I might have to, I might have to check it out. I, uh, I I didn't even, I wasn't even aware that they were making a, uh, a new like Mario game or anything like that. So
0: I think it's a partly a port. Um, the Bowser's fury that's attached to it is, is like an extra set of content for it. Um, but i i think i have the 3d land for the ds and that's pretty good but i've never played this so i would i would recommend it i think it's i think it's a lot of fun but yeah that's about the extent of my exciting life here in north dakota anything new and exciting in uh the wonderful land of arkansas
1: uh nothing too wild other than i had my uh my internet go down before we were gonna record this, uh, this <laughs> yeah episode. i was literally like uh for those of you listening i was i was literally i literally called uh, uh blake on my uh on my phone and i was like dude such on my internet's down and everything I gotta <laughs> record this on my phone and i checked my i checked my pc and i was like oh wait i have internet connection now <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs>
0: Uh, it was it was seemingly bound and determined to keep you off the air, but you prevailed So, like you, the
1: eleventh hour, and then I was like, oh, just kidding.
0: Yeah, yeah, you didn't give up. That's the important thing. <laughs> so yeah, you know, more or less. Tech tech issues are just always gonna be a thing, apparently. Um, so that that's that's fine, cause you know we don't certainly need a good connection to do a a remote radio broadcast or a podcast i guess would be more accurate we, no, we, no, we, right? yeah who needs internet for that so <laughs> but, just, a,
1: just, just a slight uh know. Yeah.
0: yeah we were gonna do it through his phone and actually didn't sound too bad but thankfully thankfully we get to hear his amazing voice and all its depth and quality oh, on yes. the microphone <laughs> But anyway, we're glad you guys have decided to join us today. If you would, make sure and uh, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate that. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your cat, tell your dog, tell just everyone that you know to listen to our show. We would appreciate as many listens as humanly possible. Um, but we've we've got a bit of a show for you today which is kind of good because it would be kind of strange if we didn't have a show for you today and we just decided to randomly talk about nothing you know. but I guess there's people that do that and for some reason they still get listens so maybe we should try it sometime maybe we're working too hard on this show that's that's the thing we just kind of need to just come in and and really not think about it which is almost what we already do but it still fools people for the most part <laughs>
1: Well, you know that's uh, you know, that's what our whole platform's about, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of a strange way to introduce a, a radio uh, or a podcast. So we kind of teeter on that that fine line
1: of uh, of false advertising. Like yeah, we don't cross it, but uh, we get pretty close to it. we we, we just, get
0: close. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's that's the art of true marketing, right there is is deception.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we we definitely want to talk about. Probably the the biggest story in in entertainment right now, um, and that's of course the which is
1: weird. You wouldn't think like it would be like yeah. I don't know, at least to me, it's just like
0: what <laughs> like, it, it it shouldn't like, be, but it is. Yeah. People have made it into a, they they've made a mountain out of a molehill, as my parents used to say. Uh, but that's Gina Carano. She's the actress that played now it's past tense played Cara Dune on the hit show Mandalorian on Disney Plus. She was one of the main characters, not the main character, but one of the more prominent ones that uh, that was kind of a fan favorite, and she's been in hot water uh, more than one occasion uh, because she she's seemingly a, a conservative, at least she's not you know a radical leftist like most people in Hollywood, so. She's she's posted things on social media about like mask wearing and uh, voter fraud in the election and just different things, but it's it's never really been as it's never really been super direct. It's just been kind of like insinuating several things, and you just kind of take your own meaning from it. But it's it's pretty clear that she's not a huge fan of of the uh, mainstream left wing mentality, and of course, Lucasfilm. And uh, others don't like that. And um, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe that shortly before the end of this last year, um, fans were uh, calling for her to be fired. And I believe Pedro Pascal, the guy that plays Din a.k.a. Mandalorian, stood up for her and several others did too, and seemingly silent now, which is kind of interesting. Um, but what really was the last straw is an Instagram post that she put up the other day that um, basically brought up um, Nazi Germany. And let me just read it to you verbatim, because some people are making, kind of like what Spencer handed at, uh, more out of it than it really needs to be, if you actually read it. Um, this is all it says. It says Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. And then she included a quote here because history is edited. Most people don't realize today that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? And that's that's literally all she said. It is the most benign fucking
1: thing I've ever read. Yeah. It, it, it honestly is. I think. Th- I mean, sure, the comparison is a little overdrawn. Like, mm-hmm. I certain. I would like. I would kind of refrain from using that <laughs> analogy, but like, kind of. I, I don't <laughs> think it was like anti-Semitic. Like, it was just. It was insane because literally, like yesterday when this was all blowing up. I- like people were saying like oh Gina Carano compared conservatism to being jewish and during the holocaust and i was like what that's crazy like so i checked it out and it was like not even it has she didn't even nowhere, say that <laughs> yeah she said literally i read that verbatim i was like she says nothing about being conser- conservative she says nothing about being republican like mm-hmm. yeah you're you're so far reaching with this it's like her initial point is hey Maybe we shouldn't hate one another for you know their political views, and the Twitter mom was like, "What? We can't have that. Can't see." <laughs> <It's funny. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's so ridiculous because you could take that to mean either side, you know. Because let's just be quite frank yeah. about it. It's not just the left that does that. That's you know pretty hateful towards those that they disagree with. There's people on the right that do the same thing. Now, I would personally argue that it's not as widespread, but it's there. You know, there's no, I don't think there's really any argument that things have become more and more um, divisive and combative. And there's as much as, you know, Joe Biden wants to say, you know, we got to lower the temperature. Well, the temperature just keeps going up, you know, and so I think. Joe
1: Biden is not one for. Lowering any temperature. I mean, the no. guy has not been a war that he doesn't like. So yeah. <laughs> plus
0: the guy's the guy's old. He he can't afford to have the temperature too low. He's got to have it high enough yeah. for him. Um, exactly. But but anyway, the the gist of what she was saying, just like you said, it was that it, it's just I, I don't. It, the thing is too, when Lucasfilm announced that she was being fired, their their reasoning for it made absolutely no sense because they essentially said that her we We find it abhorrent for anyone to denigrate a religious uh, community and 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 shame people based on their religion or beliefs. I'm like, that's not what she was doing at all, and quite you know frankly, it's about this too. She you was doing the exact about opposite. This too what
1: is that literally right after this then shapiro was like hey do you want to come work for me and she was like yeah yeah, yeah that, that's
0: that's the part i was i was leading up to is is the fact that not only did lucasfilm fire her but so did her her uh, talent agency that basically got her jobs so at that time it seemed like she was just completely out you know no no way to to work again in, in acting and um, yeah, Ben Shapiro's daily wire, which has already released like their first um, feature length movie. Um, they've been, they've been dabbing into the entertainment industry um, on their own to make their own films. And yeah, they reached out to Gina and were like, Hey, you want to come on board and, and not only act in, but make your own movie for, uh, for daily wire. And she's like, sure. So they posted that and, man i i apparently the uh, i I know this might be a shock to you spencer but those on the left weren't too happy about that oh i'm sure yeah because now she has a job again so (laughs) it's man i tell you this and it's not just this too it this whole cancel culture that we've been living in for for a while now it just it's yet another thing happens where someone who doesn't Spew the exact type of language that someone on the left wants, they'll get they'll get fired for it. They'll they'll lose their Twitter account. They'll lose no, the ability to advertise on Facebook or YouTube or anything like that. And I mean, that, that's just at some point the pendulum is going to swing hard to the other side because. If you just keep on getting rid of people like that, they're going after themselves too. I mean, even if you're like ninety nine percent on their side, if there's even a sliver of you that is against something that they believe in, then they'll they'll take you out as well. I mean, another example of this would be J.K. Rowling, who oh yeah wrote the Harry Potter yeah. series. You know, she's she's yeah,
1: she's, she's, she's pretty far leftist. left, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But she disagrees with the whole transgenderism as far as you know. Um, I believe I believe it focuses more on um, having them participate in different sports and yeah, that's primarily what it was. Yeah, it's it's, the it's not that
1: biological she... males competing in female sports. And I'm like, look, I get it. If you want to identify with whatever you want to identify, whatever that's that's your prerogative. But like, we do have to establish like
0: human biology. There, yeah, we,
1: that it does have we do have to factor that in, especially with something as you know primal and simplistic as like human that human athleticism and in and, and sports in general. I mean it's like we can't just chunk that out the window because otherwise like I mean men can just basically dominate women's sports. Because because men and women are biologically different. Like as uh, no know, as 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 Great. controversial as that is now <laughs> we're gonna
0: lose our platform. Thanks <laughs> know, a lot. Right? <laughs> but uh
1: it's like I mean down to the bone structure, you know, difference differences in chromosome structure, differences in, you know, muscle mass and and just overall build in general. I mean, like there's there's biological differences. And, and and if you just keep touting this, you know, if you keep giving this comfortable lie of, oh, well, there's no such thing as sex or gender or whatever, then it's just going to you're not going to, you know, solve the issue. It's just going to be, you know,
0: yeah, it's it's just going to continue to be a mess, and there's no clear standard for anyone to follow because it, the rules keep changing. Yeah. Um, but-, but
1: kind of circling, kind of circling back to what we were talking about, though. I mean, as somebody who is somewhat left leaning, I can tell you right now, though, that the left dominates the cultural sphere. I mean, they really do. Um, it's it's not even a question. And I think this is why cancel culture is so pervasive, is because conservatism has lost out in the culture war meaning like it's just it's it's not even close because what i think a lot of the progressive leftists have learned uh throughout the past i'd say five to ten years give or say is they don't have like they don't have to line up with objective facts it doesn't it doesn't ha- they don't deal in that in that territory what what they how they are able to sway people is they appeal to the emotional crowd they appeal to people who act on their emotions first and if they're able to capture their attention in the cultural sphere you can't you can't change their mind on on something mm-hmm. because it's not in the realm it's not in the arena of of facts and logic it's in just the overall cultural influence in general, and uh, what's that saying that like um, that politics is downstream of culture or vice versa. However, however that saying goes, yeah, yeah. The, the the left has learned that the left has learned that if they dominate the culture, they'll dominate the political sphere. Even if even if their whole worldview or perspective on things doesn't line up with reality, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like the ultimate form of marketing, you know, if if you want people to invest in the kind of message that you're offering, you just keep offering it over and over and over again and you give people something that they they latch onto they have an emotional pull to you know whether it be something like the iphone or whether it be like you know a playstation or whether it be a food product or whether it be you know a vehicle or just whatever it is if there's like an emotional pull in a commercial or an advertisement that's how they hook you well it's it's even bigger when it comes to the culture because if you are if you are the mainstream person, you're the dominant force pumping out all of these products, all of this entertainment, and people are consuming it from you. I mean, that you're you're shaping culture to what it will eventually exactly. become. You know, and that's not always a bad thing. There's there's not. It's not intrinsically a bad thing. No, no, but I think. But you got to be careful too, and especially as a consumer, that you you don't allow your viewpoints to be shaped purely because of what someone else is doing but by what you believe um so you know that's just kind of one of those things and you know when you, you speak of uh cancel culture well there was an effort on the right or at least the the center right to cancel disney plus um that trended i think Number one on Twitter for maybe five minutes before Twitter took it out, <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, I, I'm sure. I, the thing is, too, you know, I, and I even thought about doing it too, just because I was just so fed up with what Disney was doing. But I decided not to go ahead and cancel it um, for a myriad of reasons. But uh, this kind of got me thinking too. Is you know, when it, when it comes to things like this, I think. You know, some people were like, well, you're not going to ever change anything just by canceling a subscription, which is true. Large part, of it's true. Um, you know, Disney. You're has... definitely
1: not going to change the culture by by canceling no. your subscription. Like, because here's the thing, like, because this is what this is what the main leftist circles want, right? Is to boot out the conservative perspective, to boot out people who differ in ideological thought right like if if you basically they've it's boiled down to thought police, and if you have if you go against the narrative or the agenda of of the the community the the whole of the the cultural sphere you're booted out and that's what they're that's what they've been trying to do for the past you know 10 years essentially almost Mm -hmm. um it, it was it really kind of started more around like 2012, 2013, when all uh, of this, you know, kind of progressive SJW woke stuff started popping up in the cultural cultural sphere. And um, I think, and again, this all ties back to dominating in, in the cultural spheres uh, in general. Like, I mean, like, like a really, really, really solid example, like AOC, for instance. I mean, she literally accused yeah. Ted, Ted Cruz of trying to have her murdered, and <sighs> nothing was done because no, because yeah, and nothing no was done because Twitter. she literally went right right after that. She literally went right on to, to Twitch and Instagram went live and just started spouting off her crazy nonsense, and and it didn't matter that it didn't line up with reality. It didn't matter that none of her none of her claims had any form of you know evidence backing it up it's just she appealed to the emotionary the the people who are very prone to react um purely off their emotions first Mm -hmm. she was able to sway that crowd and if you had and if you get to that crowd first you can't you can't change their position on something because they formed their identity solely off of that response
0: yeah and you'll never convince them that they were wrong you know Mm And to kind of add to that, you talk about AOC. Not only did she accuse Ted Cruz of trying to have her murdered, she straight up lied about where she was in the Capitol that day of the riots. She <laughs> yes. wasn't even in the Capitol building like she claimed, and now she's trying to backtrack and say, "Well, you know, it's you know, blah blah blah." And she doesn't face any pushback from that. She doesn't have her account suspended. She doesn't even have her tweets deleted by Twitter. She's she's just completely free to make up what. Whatever she wants because she holds a particular political viewpoint and she has a massive platform and quite frankly because it's become such an echo chamber on on twitter they're probably afraid to even touch her because of how mm. of how big her her footprint is in the culture that it people because they don't care it doesn't matter yeah, whether she wanna... lied or not mm-hmm. the fact that you're attacking someone that they have latched themselves onto, then you're just you're just as bad as as trump or any you know the worst person in the world according to the left you know so it facts don't matter to these people they really don't um yeah
1: and the, and the funny thing the the ironic thing too is uh, kind of circling back to the original conversation so Pedro Pascal literally tweeted, made basically made <laughs> the just same Just getting comparison. ready to bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> he literally claimed he literally equated Trump supporters, or people who voted for Trump as being Nazis as being fascists, and that's yeah.
0: like, yeah, there's yeah. no and and, no, and the, he also tweeted out too. Um, this is America, and he was comparing um, Jews in internment camps to kids in cages which by the way the photo wasn't even in america like it, it, there, there's nothing about that photo that was even correct about the point he was making but he's able to make these nazis nazi comparisons and totally fine totally fine you know and people i guess there's been people calling for him to be fired i don't think he should be it's just dumb you know i, I don't think people whether yeah. you're conservative liberal even if even if um, you would have said something just completely stupid and that's inaccurate i don't think you should lose your entire livelihood over that you know and yeah I'm if, if you don't concerned. if you don't want to watch their stuff don't watch their stuff but i don't know i just i think i'd I understand the frustration from people on the right, but at the same time, I don't feel comfortable just using the same tactics that the other side is using just because you can because in the end it's not gonna solve anything you know it's it's gonna make just the the chaos worse um, so I don't think just because they got someone fired means that we need to try to get someone fired even though we believe that the reason the other person was fired was ridiculous. well, then we shouldn't be ridiculous too so. That's that's just kind of my final input on that situation. But hey, at least at least she still has a job now, so that that's that's good news.
1: Yeah, my only my only worry is, you know, I mean, with basically Ben Shapiro creating his whole entertainment network, you know, you know, I think the main thing that people have to really be conscious about is, especially conservatives that are kind of like be using that as a alternative for whatever you know it you know entertainment alternative that they were you know it's substitute for something else I think like I know with especially with Ben Shapiro in general he he you know criticizes you know a lot of these colleges and and um a lot of leftist fears for creating safe spaces um you know shielding you know bad thought or whatever um, and, I, and I'm really worried that it could turn into that, that that the right will just keep to their spheres and the left will keep to their spheres and ideas will never exchange, that there, there will never be common ground ever. And I think, and again, this is why I said, if you dominate in the cultural sphere, you will dominate the political sphere. Um, and I think if there is no... If there's no battle taking place in general, and when I say battle, I mean battle of ideas, but the battle of thought, right? You weren't if calling for a riot place, or anything, were you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes. yes, but
1: um, but if there's no exchange of ideas, if there's no debate in general, the 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 divide between the left and the right will only become cemented. It will only, it will only increase it will only become worse um and it's just it, it, i don't I, it's just it's ironic because you know the left is makes all these calls for unity and, and and you know to lower the temperature but it's like but then they turn around and you know if you have it if you have any form of if you basically sway just slightly to the right of the progressive left you know you're you're booted you know you're you're you're, you're condemned by the thought police. You're, you know, your livelihood is destroyed. You're, you're kicked out of whatever, you know, group you were previously a part of. It's just, it, their, their idea of unity is not unity. It is conformity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that there should be, there should be an avenue where both sides can freely express themselves and, and try to learn from each other because look, I I do think that, you know, I'm not saying that everyone on the left or everyone on the right is going to be reasonable, but I think there's enough people on both sides that, you know, if you really try to sit them down and try to discuss things, there's plenty of things that you can agree on and plenty of things you won't agree on, but we could still live, um, live by each other, live with each other peaceably. And, you know, echo chambers well there's nothing wrong with making content that is specifically for a certain audience um you know I, i also i also agree that trying to make if you're if you're only appealing to one group then by definition that means you're leaving all the other people out of the picture so, if you want to try to bring in the broadest amount of people while still staying true to your message, which I'm not saying that they're not gonna even try to appeal to anyone, but uh, that them being Daily Wire, but yeah, I I think that if you want to reach people, you can find ways to stay true to who you are, but also make the argument and and try to try to bring in the most amount of people that you can. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that, but yeah, it, it just. In general, not just with that, but just in general, we could use more more of that, more speech, not less. Um, that would be nice. So um, let's kind of switch gears here. We were talking a little about a b- little bit about Pedro Pascal, and he's he's really been um, he's kind of like one of the top dollar actors right now because he just keeps getting cast into these these big projects he was in Mandalorian he was most recently the main villain in well not main villain but one of the villains in uh, uh Wonder Woman 1984 he's been in several he's other in, projects uh, um, Game of
1: Thrones and, I think that was like his most notable role before oh, okay. Mandalorian okay yeah
0: yeah and I don't know if you knew this but you remember that Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie from like 15 years ago oh yeah he's getting he's getting cast as the new shark boy for the adult version of like when they're adults. Now he's, he's the new shark so boy. Cringe. <laughs> no. Like, is that a thing? Yeah, no, it's, Google it's, that. it's a thing. It's oh, a thing. No. Um,
1: was he like the original shark? No, boy?
0: No, no, he wasn't. They just recast it. And he's, he's now the mature version. If you want to call it that of shark boy. So I, I've not even seen the first one. I just happened to notice that. So I was, I was wondering if you'd heard about it. No. Um, oh wow! Um, get excited!
1: Yeah, that sounds really good, and I'm sure it's supposed to be like a kids' movie and everything. But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, even still, like, like if I were a kid, I would not be hyped for this. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? I, I, I never
0: Maybe. even watched the first one. I wasn't hyped for it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Pedro Pascal, popular actor now, and he's just been cast to play Joel in the HBO live-action version of The Last of Us based on the popular um, Sony video game series. And this one, I guess, is going to focus... At least this this aspect of it is going to focus on the first game. Um, but, yeah, they cast him as Joel, who's, like, the main, main person in the first game. And then they cast Bella Ramsey, who is also in Game of Thrones, to play Ellie. Um yeah that's uh that's kind of interesting and there's um there's a piece from dual shockers that i noticed that, that there were some fans that were really hoping that this guy um also a game of thrones actor um nikolai coster waldo they were hoping he would play joel and he actually does look a lot like joel would um and then oh who was the actress they were hoping would play uh, Ellie, Um Caitlin, Caitlin Dever. I don't know where, what she's from, but they well, should like, I would have thought personally,
1: sh- I would have thought John Bernthal would have made a perfect forget Joel. Oh yeah. He would have made a perfect Joel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I can kind of see it. I'm sure they'll do like, you know, plenty of makeup and stuff to make him look more like Joel. But I don't, first of all, we were kind of talking about this before we even uh, started airing the show, but, why does there even need to be a Last of Us series? Like I I don't quite understand, you know, if you if you've played the first game, it's kind of built as a movie-esque type of game. You know, you're you're playing a game, but it feels like a movie, a long movie, but it feels like a movie. So, and it wasn't even made that long ago. So, I don't I don't know why there's why there's such a need to make this. Yeah,
1: well, it's like the I think other than money, the, the weird. Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, it's cash grab, but like, it just seems so odd to me because like a majority of people who play The Last of Us aren't really invested in the actual gameplay of the game. It's more of you know the, they're invested because the story is so mm-hmm. good. Oh yeah, and and Naughty Dog games are incredibly cinematic. So it's like I don't I just don't understand the point of adapting and apparently. The first season is gonna be just them adapting the plot of the first game to the first season, and I'm like, well, what's the, what the hell is the point? <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Like if I wanted to experience, just, just the play the game, the game <laughs> exactly. You just play the but game. I, I mean, I guess, I guess you know, if you're if you're really looking at it, you know, you can say, oh well, you know, not everybody plays video games. You know, some you know some people want to experience the story without playing the game. It's like okay, then go on YouTube and watch somebody's playthrough of it, like. Well,
0: See, and that's the thing. I mean PlayStation I mean, you can watch all the cutscenes like yeah, they're... Sony PlayStation there, they are the top dog in consoles. Um at least between them and Xbox. And so it's it's not like, you know, hardly anyone even has even heard of the of the game who plays games. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I I just feel like that section of of the audience isn't big, you know, because the ones that are really going to see it for the most part are, are going ones... to be the
1: Last of Us fan base.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
1: And even then, like I've, I've gone on to Reddit and uh, a lot of the, the, the fan base for The Last of Us just aren't very excited about the show because it's like, yeah, we've already <laughs> experienced this plot. And like, why would we want to see, you know, just a retelling, uh, a basically, some might say a shittier retelling of <laughs> the same story from, you know.
0: Yeah, if they want quality, why not just start with The Last of Us Part 2? Just start there, you know. <laughs> okay, that, let's, that's let's calm down, that's the right? quality <laughs> content we need. That's that's what we need to see on screen is just a rehash God, of I, that. God, I'm
1: loathing <laughs> I'm loathing the idea of the making season 2 of Part 2 of Us See, and
0: and this is what I just thought of. Do you think this might mean that instead of making a Last of Us Part 3 that they'll just take it and make it into this like a, a series, instead of making another game, or do you think they'll try to do both, or maybe they'll just make maybe the maybe the series will just be based on the first two games, and then they'll make the game, and then they'll finish it with the I I don't know. That's well,
1: I think personally, I don't think they're going to make a third game because they've they've basically the whole fan base has turned on them. I mean, mm-hmm. like straight up, there's no like there's no excitement for The Last of Us anymore. Like people. A lot of people did not like the the second game, regardless of how you feel about The Last of Us Two. I think we can all objectively say, like, a lot of people
0: thought it was a masterpiece. Is- yeah,
1: <laughs> a lot of people had issues with the, just the the basically the writing of the game, which is centric to like people are invested in The Last of Us because of the story, and when the writing is really bad. You know, there's no incentive for people to keep playing the game. So,
0: Well, and and the other thing, too, is, I don't know about you, but when I see a new series, I want to be surprised by things I see. I'll, if I think a series is good, it's, it's partly because they're able to to take the story in directions I didn't see coming. Well, if you've played the game, you already know where it's going to go. So unless they're just going to completely redo certain scenes or something. Subvert your expectation. Like, are you going to seriously sit there and be like, oh, no, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Well, if you've played the game or even heard about it, you know what happens next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's So it's not really something that is by design there to keep you interested in what happens next unless they decide, hey, we're going to... Instead of doing a, a third game, we're just going to take the story and, and make it through the, through the TV show, which, the, I mean, they might do, um, but will it... That's the thing, like, if they decided to do that, would they make enough profit off of that? I mean, I'm not saying that they would make a fortune off the game if they made a third game, but would they make a little bit more if they made a game as opposed to a, a series? Uh, for, like, a subscription service? I don't know.
1: Hmm, that's a good question, I um, think. I, d- I don't know if, like, if they made a Last of Us Part 3, I don't know if that game would sell really well. Yeah, I don't I, like, know. I don't think it would.
0: Well, it won all these awards, so obviously everyone loves it. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: because basically, Naughty Dog and Sony basically paid off gaming journals to give it good reviews. And Although, surprise, surprise, the 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 panel for the Game Awards consists of nothing but journalists. It's like, oh, who could have guessed it? <laughs> I guess I guess
0: you could also make the argument that maybe it would, maybe it would be similar to how. The Star Wars sequel trilogy happened because, as divided yeah. as people were on the Last Jedi, they still turned out and drove to see the the rise of Skywalker. Um, so maybe even though people, many people aren't happy with the second game, they'd still play the third one because it, for for one thing, it'd be new, and they yeah, would they would be hoping that it would be better in the end. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't think the Last of Us as a IP has nearly the same draw as Star Wars does. That's true
0: because. I mean, Star
1: Wars. Like, yeah. I mean, the sequel trilogy. Sequel trilogy exists, but like, people will still show up for Star Wars because there's still good things that have been established. Yeah. Whereas, and like, with like forty like, Last years of, of Us, Star Wars history, too.
0: So. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I mean, with the Last of Us, it just doesn't have that same marketability. It just doesn't have that same, you know, pull. Yeah. Um. So I really don't think so. I really think if they were to make like a third game or whatever, it would it would it would be to a very niche audience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I I agree. So and I guess we'll just see what happens. I I don't recall if they've given a date as to when the show will be out. They may have, but I haven't seen it in the story that I'm looking at. Um I'd yeah. probably say oh. somewhere
1: around like 2023 20, because I mean again they're just now doing castings right.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, this article says no release date yet, but they're hoping to have it out by the end of this year or early next year. Um, so yeah, um, I'm sure. <laughs> so are you are you gonna watch it by any chance just to kind of see how it is at least at the first episode or are you uh, are you putting your foot down saying no? Nope. I ain't ain't reliving this again.
1: I don't know Neil Cuckman, man. He, he's he's gonna be writing it, so I just I don't have I have a feeling it's gonna be super woke, and it's gonna be they're gonna change up a lot of the story elements from the first game,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's gonna be really bad. I just
0: yeah, they're they're probably gonna make the first game even more woke because it wasn't really it wasn't really woke until like what was it the DLC they added um at the end. Yeah,
1: but even then like oh, it, it wasn't it was there's kind of, there's really kind of hints in the game that like um, I guess spoilers it's been out for a while. But um there's I mean it's been kind of alluded to in the game that Ellie is, you know, a lesbian that she, you know, she she bats for the other team so to speak. So <laughs> it's like I mean it, it wasn't that surprising to me. Yeah. Um but it, it did feel a little hand fisted at times, but I wouldn't say it was like overtly woke. I mean not no. nearly to the extent of uh you know, it's the second two. one yeah the second <laughs> one, the
0: second one was just yeah. like in your face about it and i was like "Yeah." That, in that scene you know what i'm talking about while they're uh trying to search um for the the ones that you know did the bad thing yeah. um i was like okay all right all right i guess this scene is a thing." Uh, so yeah, plus,
1: I feel like that DLC adds a lot of characterization with how it, she got her bite to begin with. Yeah, it so does. It's like it you know, it, it 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 adds some layers of, of storytelling on there that well, are somewhat interesting. But
0: and the thing is too that 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 scene where you like officially find out, it's not even the main part of the DLC. It's just oh well, here's yeah. here's this thing, but the main the main part of it is. You know still centered around ellie and how she got the bite and how what happens to her friend kind of a thing so it's not even yeah. a you know hey everyone watch this you know kind of a thing it just it's there but it's not prominent but yeah 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 We'll uh we'll probably revisit this topic uh at a later date but it may be a while i'm just kind of depends oh, yeah. um but kind of one thing i wanted to uh wrap up the show with so you know we've we've talked a number of times on this on this program about sequels and terrible sequels, great sequels, you know, movies that we wish would have been made or movies that are being made and we're just living in the sequel era of everything. I mean, everything has to have a sequel. Um, but at the same time, you know, even 15 20 years ago, uh, you know, franchises were being made with sequels that were actually pretty good. Um, not all of them but some of them pretty good but some of them got canceled whether it be a movie tv show video game whatnot and um kind of wanted to just for funsies on this show just kind of each of us say you know if you could only bring back one franchise maybe it's a, a movie franchise game franchise tv tv series that was canceled that were Planning to make a sequel or another season or another game, if you could only bring back one of each of those, or just one of those, what would it be and why?
1: Hmm, I think probably I'd have to either go with Bioshock, just because, well, because, one, I love just the, the whole premise of, of Rapture in general, mm-hmm. um, but also because Bioshock Infinite was just really bad. It's <laughs> just like the writing for the game was really, really bad. Um, or I would bring back Daredevil.
0: Oh, that's a solid that one.
1: <laughs> I do not understand why they just canceled that show out of the blue. It was just, I I mean, yeah, season three wasn't as great as like, you know, the first two seasons. But th- there were still some really strong moments in it.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I, I thought the way they did Bullseye was really interesting. And, yeah, definitely. You know, bringing back um, Vincent Deneuve. Uh, D'Onofrio for Kingpin I mean he's always been solid on the show so yeah I I still thought it was good but that's yeah that's (laughs) uh, we've we've heard rumblings that they might try to or at least incorporate um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil into like the MCU somehow I'll believe it when I see it from what I've heard that's more rumor than actual
1: fact Um, especially with the Spider-Man 3 stuff apparently uh, granted Tom Holland could be totally lying about that but um, he 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 told a reporter that all of the rumors about like toby McGuire and Andrew um, Garfield Andrew and, Garfield and, yeah and uh, you know showing up for Spider Man three that's all that's all you know not true
0: but and it very well could be you know I'm not expecting it to be true but at the same time um, I thought about this too he's he, Tom Holland is known for not being able to keep things a secret. So there's a good chance they haven't even told him. But at the same time, yeah. he's he's like the main character. So you know, unless they just haven't filmed it yet, I mean, I, I unless you suddenly become much better at keeping secrets or not giving a hint of oh, this actually is true. You know, I guess we'll just see. But um, I guess I should err on the side of it's not going to happen because if it did that would mean that they're uh, they're trying to please the fans you know and and marvel i will give them credit they are much better at pleasing the fans than some of the other franchises out there but you know it, it's been a thing that people have wanted for eons for all all the characters to come back or the previous renditions of these characters to come back and it never happens and i just maybe it will or maybe it'll be a reference i mean there was a reference kind of in the uh, spider-verse film but it was it was it was like very little so we'll see I guess but uh yeah that's that's a pretty solid um couple of options there I think for me you know <laughs> when it comes to video games um people who know me are probably expecting or what I'm going to say um but I'll, I'll try to give a couple different ones and instead of just the one but for me the the biggest game that I would want to see a sequel of at least during that time it was made would have been Star Wars, and that's the Old Republic 3. Um, yeah. It, it should have been made. It really should have been. Um, yeah, especially they,
1: with the cliffhanger from the second game. It's like... Yeah. I and, really thought they were going to pick off with... Uh,
0: now, to be fair, they've actually kind of already told that story um, as far as, like, they released a... It's technically Legends now, but they, they released a book called Revan, um, which is actually really good. I... I thought it was pretty well done. That kind of explains what happens after the events of the second game and what happens to Revan, what happens to the Exile kind of a thing. But it just would have been so much better if you could actually play it and and, and explore it yourself. Um, there have been rumors that they might try to do another one or at least remaster or remake the original ones. I don't know. But for me, I would I would just like to go back in time and just see... You know whether it's Bioware or Obsidian, just make a third one and just just wrap it up and call it good and move on. That that would be fun. Um, yeah. So for me, well, that that would be like my top one for a video game.
1: Yeah, well, to put on my my tinfoil hat, I mean, I I, I very well could. I mean, I'm I'm fairly convinced that they are doing some type of remaster or remake for the Couture games because. Um, appearion they were do they were working on like a mod for the kotor games where it was just basically like a a, a rehaul of the entire game, right mm-hmm. And literally while they were in production of it, they got a cease and desist from um from Bioware either it was Bioware or EA, I can't remember which one, but usually when that happens, it is because they themselves are working on basically, something similar if not the same exact project that they're working on because mm. the same thing happened with El Dorito when they made um, when they when they released um, their basically port of like Halo online um, it was essentially they had it, they had found this this so basically Microsoft had released uh, this thing called Halo online which was a, a way to market the Halo franchise to like um, the Chinese and Russian uh, market but it ended up getting canceled and they ended up finding the source code online somewhere and they basically, you know, for for free, they just, they reworked some things and then released it to the general public for free. And then they got hit with a cease and desist. And then literally right after that, Halo Master Chief Collection, the, the MCC, ends up being ported to Steam.
0: Hmm. So. Wow. I would definitely
1: expect to see a or remake of something released fairly soon.
0: Yeah, I have a hard time believing they're not even going to touch that era of Star Wars yeah. because it's it's just such a popular era amongst diehard fans that it if for nothing else for the for the extra money they I guarantee you are gonna at some point go down there and they're probably working on something already. So uh, we'll we'll see. Um, I guess another one, just I guess a quick one, would be like the, it's another Star Wars game, but 1313 I think should have been made. I, I'm still, I, I'm not as upset as some others are about it, but I think just the concept of an underworld, you know, Coruscant with bounty hunters, Boba Fett, and all this like mercenary bounty hunting stuff would have been just so much fun to play. Um, and I, I don't remember what year it was canceled. I want to say it was around 2008, maybe. Maybe a little bit earlier. Um, but, yeah, that that's definitely one of, if you're really big into Star Wars games and you have been for a while, that's one that many, many of us are still kind of hurt that that was never made. It was in concept. There was even, I think, a trailer for it. Or yeah, they least, showed it at E3 in 2013, yeah. and then they oh. ended up canceling it. Yeah okay, but that's basically what
1: that's basically what Fallen uh, Fallen Order uh, Mm -hmm. ended up turning into. Yeah, they just basically took thirteen thirteen and moved it to or turned it into Fallen Order, which you know Fallen Order was okay. I mean, like it was fine, like the gameplay or whatever is another you know Souls like you know copy, Um, but it just the, the the writing again was not very good. Especially the ending, I just, I threw my controller, I was like, are you actually kidding me?
0: (laughs) Oh really, you didn't like the ending?
1: Yeah, I won't spoil it, but the ending is just, ugh, it is so bad. I just, I I sat there and I was like, are you actually kidding me?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I actually kind of liked the ending, but... Oh well, <laughs> I, it's been yeah, a while. Again, since I've again we can
1: it. we can get more into it, but like you know, it gets we, into spoiler territory. So
0: we we should do like a like just a straight up review of, of some of these games and like go through each of them um, in more detail of what we liked and didn't like. That would be pretty fun. But yeah, yeah we should we should definitely explore that game. Um, so <laughs> I'll have to g- give some more thought on like a series. But as far as movies go, um. One that was canceled that I really wish would have been made. There's a few of them, but uh, the the one at the top of my list at this moment would have been uh, Spider-Man Four um, with Tobey Maguire and uh, them. And you know it, it's unfortunate how it happened. If you're not familiar with with basically what transpired, they were making a Spider-Man Four back in uh, 2007 and eight, and um, it was going to be it was going to come out in I think in 2010. And you know, because of the reception to Spider Man Three, which honestly, and I'll maybe get into this a little bit more later. I don't know, but I don't think Spider Man Three is quite as bad as people say. It's the weakest of the three, in my opinion. But I don't know. I, I felt like it wasn't bad enough to cancel it and reboot the whole thing. Um, but honestly,
1: I think the reason why so many people hate Spider Man Three is because of the, the symbiote, you know, scene. It's just it, it's a little cheesy, but like. I, I don't think Spider Man three is like that horrendous of a film. I like I, yeah. I think there are some things that they incorporate into it that are that
0: some are some of the acting is a little worse. I think in that one, um, it, it, like it's super cheesy sometimes. Like it's it's cheesy because Spider Man it's it's gonna be cheesy, but it's like a little too much at at some at some points during the film. So some of the acting I thought was a little uh, not as great as. The first two, but, but yeah, Spider-Man four, it was supposed to, I think originally was going to have, um, the lizard, which eventually was the main villain for the rebooted amazing Spider-Man. Um, or at least that was one of the rumors, um, was the lizard, uh, actually, no, it was going to be the vulture. I think was who was going to be the main villain and it was going to be, it was going to be, gonna be played by Michael both, Keaton. I think Michael Keaton was going to play the vulture, um, But he did. I think I I can't remember. I think it was the wizard
1: being vulture and homecoming. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, there there were a couple of different um, theories thrown out about what it was going to be, but um, it was also going to have Felicia Hardy in it, um, and it was going to be played (laughs) by oh uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway was going to play Black Hat. Um, Oh, interesting. But I, I will say, and I'd have to go back and look, but there there were a couple um ideas of like storyboards and whatnot that were going to be incorporated into the fourth one and you know unless they changed it unless they would have unless Sam Raimi would have changed it later I'm kind of glad that it wasn't made because some of it they just straight up took characters and just did things to them that are not any even remotely in the comics um so like I I think one of the things had to do with Black Cat another thing had to do with like the Lizard or something. And they were even going to bring. Uh, carnage and, and Venom back. Uh, like Venom survived somehow. I don't know. Um, so you know. it's It still would have been kind of cool to see it. And I guess uh, Sam Raimi. Is, has been pretty critical of, of his own film. Um, he a few years ago. Said it was awful. Spider-Man 3. Um, and I think the biggest thing for that. Is he. Didn't really get to make it like he was the first two because you know sony came in and wanted to change up all these things and for for spider-man 3 they wanted he just wanted to have i think it was just going to be sandman and um green goblin uh, harry osborn but there wasn't going to be any venom in the original in his version of spider-man 3 and because he felt it would have been too much and he didn't really know he said he didn't really know a whole lot about venom at the time um, enough to feel comfortable making a full movie out of him, but they kept pressuring him, and so he put him in towards the end and it ended up being a mess, so if if he would have give, been given full reign to do a fourth one like he had been with the first two I'm yeah. hopeful that it would have turned out better um, but yeah that's probably a movie we will never see, but uh, it pains me um, so yeah. Um, as far as tv series i can't really think of anything off the top of my head i mean daredevil would would definitely have been one of mine as well um but i can't really say anything from like the the dc tv series just because even though arrow is my favorite i feel like it it a should have ended where it did and b it should have been the the previous season or two should have been written differently. So I can't really say I'd I'd want that to come back. Um but yeah, I don't know. There's there's not really a whole lot of shows that I watch that have been canceled um that I would want to come back. But yeah, it's I would I would definitely say Daredevil is one that they've got to address because it's not just it's yeah. not it's not just that the the series, the Netflix series, was great. It was, but Daredevil is a pretty, pretty major superhero in Marvel, and now that they, yeah, I think, I think, I think, um, I think Disney owns the rights to Daredevil now, don't they? I'm pretty sure they do. I, I don't think it's solely a Netflix thing now. Yeah. Um, so
1: my understanding, um, the reason why it ended up getting canceled was because, um, so it wasn't made by, um marvel studios no it was made by like uh, some other marvel is some other entity of marvel mm-hmm. that wasn't directly owned by marvel it, it some it's just some weird um copyright thing going on there and they ended up having to basically cancel the netflix there was talk of them bringing the the show back on disney plus but naturally that didn't happen because you know Disney and in their infinite wisdom, you know, they uh, don't know. Well, <laughs> can't I can't recognize I, a good thing from a bad thing. I um, feel like it'd be so. kind
0: of hard for them to, unless they just decided to, I don't know, release it on Hulu or something, but because of how they like, they try to focus more on kid friendly ish um, shows to do like a, you know, MA rated show on, on Disney plus would kind of be out of, out of the you know the the kind of the the standard that they have for that, unless they changed it, or unless they put it on Hulu or something, but um, they don't. I mean, they don't completely own Hulu, but I think they own a part of it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, and I would I would want. I don't know. I would I would still want it to be a series. I don't know that I'd want it to be a a movie just because it's so much shorter and you can't delve into things as much. Especially now that we have three established seasons full of content, and then just to make a movie, you know, there would be a lot of things that would be left unanswered. So I don't know. We'll see, but I think that too will be uh, a thing that uh, Disney slash Marvel revisits at some point because. uh,
1: I really hope they do because uh, (laughs) there's just there's so much material to work with and uh, Mm -hmm. he's just such a compelling character too. It's just
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I would agree with that, and so we'll we'll see what happens, but anyway, I think that's going to do it for our show today. We want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us blather on about all these different things going on in the world, but once again, whatever platform you listen to us on, make sure that you subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review, and that really helps us out, so, but yeah. Thanks for joining me, Spencer. We will catch you guys, catch you guys next time on the other side. Take care.
1: Later.